Hello, this is Kimberly Jonas coming to you from Boulder, Colorado. It's impossible for me to overlook the fact that I live in a place where spring is emerging in the very moment that I'm reading headlines about the coronavirus continuing its spread, the death toll rising. Purple crocuses are pushing through. The morning air smells like wet dirt. Pear trees are beginning to bud. Birds are courting and mating. All as we are asked to shelter in place and batten down the hatches, worrying for loved ones and strangers alike as we all face the reality that many are dying and we aren't nearly at the end of the road. What to do with this stark contrast, this disorienting paradox? The tension that comes each and every day as we breathe in fresh, clean spring air, knowing all the while that there is a death cycle in process across the globe. We are firmly in the midst of a death-rebirth cycle, the point on a circle where endings and beginnings coexist. The inhale meets the exhale. The tragedy and miracle of that marriage in full swing as humanity faces this pandemic. It feels so clear to me that death is required in this moment. I certainly don't relish the idea of so many souls leaving the planet, but I also know that it's not in my control and that there is a purpose here because a cycle is completing. A cycle of hubris, a cycle of unconsciousness, of harmful individuation, a cycle of me versus you, of taking our most precious resources for granted, a cycle that our planet can no longer hold. Much like a human can work themselves to the bone and then collapse into illness because of the buildup, our planet is doing the same. Mother Earth is full up working overtime, holding material that she wasn't ever meant to hold. So she's spilling over into illness. Earthquakes, mudslides, melting ice caps, tornadoes, hurricanes, and now a pandemic. I'm not listing these things to lay blame or to incite a debate, but rather to call out the fact that we are at a crux point in the death-rebirth cycle of our planet. Are we going to ante up, allow some things to burn to ash, maybe even blow on the flames to encourage some necessary endings, trust that resurrection is a part of our natural life cycle, that this cycle is inherently intelligent? That's what's so illuminating about Mother Earth simultaneously giving us collective fever while birthing tulips at the edge of the lawn. She is asking us to hold both, to accept that we are mortal, that we do not control the greater cycles of the universe, but that we do have the power to invoke hope, to look for the stars amidst the clouds, to drink in the promise of rebirth and resurrection as remedy for our collective grief for what is and what needs to die. It is so important that we not avoid our grief, that we taste the ash underneath our fingernails as structures collapse and things that we once counted on disappear.
as we come to realize that our usual control mechanisms and counterplays reserved for difficult moments are no longer working. We are all on this boat together and need to relearn how to move in harmony together, oars moving in sync, tears falling into the same ocean as we weep for what we are losing with each stroke. Do we have the fortitude for this? Yes, we do. But that doesn't mean that we sit on our thrones and ask that a mirror be presented to show us that great fortitude. We are going to have to get dirty here, to lay prostrate at the altar of choices that have brought us here. Release the attitude that I never subscribed to this. Because remember, beyond who you voted for four years ago, and your anger about how we got here, your certainty that there is another way, is the choice that your soul made to come in at this time. Enter springtime, the gift in the midst of the grief, the loss, the fear, the uncertainty. She shows us how to stay the course, how to push through toward new life, to regenerate after a winter time of being iced over, clinging to the comfort of hibernation. There is nothing trite about stopping to smell the roses, slowing down so that you can hear the sound of the wind in the trees, laughing as you watch a newborn bird learn how to fly. Because this is the medicine of the cycle. Spring meets winter, birth meets death, beginning meets end. They are bedfellows, these energies. They speak to each other as equals, one teaching the other in both directions. A necessary exchange that keeps us from falling into complacency or greed, disappearing into any belief that we are superior to our neighbor or to another species. Let's grieve and celebrate together. Breathe in this paradox rather than curse it. It is the great lesson that humanity is now being asked to absorb.